Recognized nationally for excellence in clinical care, Lord's Health System. It's time for Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, estimates that about 385,000 Sharps-related injuries occur each year among healthcare workers in hospitals. Here to tell us what that means and what they even are is my guest, Peg Johnson. She's a registered nurse and employee health clinician at Lord's Health System. Peg, let's start with Sharps injuries. What are they? Well, Sharps injuries occur um, when healthcare workers are doing their job. You give injections, we start IVs, we draw blood, we are working in the operating room with any kind of um, contact with body fluids or blood products. When we're using a sharp, like a needle or a suture, and we stick ourselves or have an occurrence where we're splashed, this is a body substance exposure and this is part of our job that occurs on a daily basis. So, you know, that that part occurs on a daily basis. It's what you do, a large part of it. How common are these types of injuries? Unfortunately, they're more common than we would like. So our goal is always to get better at what we do. We're um, initiating um, safety devices that would be would help us to do this, to reach this goal, uh, self-retracting uh, needles, um, needle caps that are, require only one hand, keeping your other hand out of there, um, less, less chance of, occur, of sticking yourself in the um, less dominant hand. It's, it occurs much more than people know. Tell us a little bit about the financial burden and economic impact of Sharp's injuries. What happens when one occurs? What's the procedure? In our facility, what would happen is our associate would immediately report this to his manager and proceed to our emergency room, which, of course, there would be a charge for the emergency room. There's a charge for the um, blood testing that we do baseline on our associates. And then we're going to also test the, the source patient so that that's an, also a charge that, that occurs through our insurance. And I would like to just add that if this occurs, there is no financial charge to the patient. So it's certainly an economic drain every time one of these injuries occurs. Are certain providers more at risk? And what devices are most commonly associated with the Sharps injuries? You mentioned sutures and that, you know, you have to take blood. How else does it occur? Well, our most common device what I see the most injuries are injections. Now, that's probably because nurses are the largest group in the hospital, and they're the ones doing the injections. But most of our injuries are coming from um, needles injections. And to add to the economic factor that we were speaking of a minute ago, should an associate decide to go on medication to prevent against HIV spread, that's a whole additional cost because that now is included in the workers' comp charge, the medications that they would go on for a month, and then the follow-up lab stuff that we do afterwards, all um, adds to the cost of one needle stick or one body substance exposure. Wow. So are there safer Sharps devices available? Yes, there are. And we are lucky enough to have constantly be evaluating our devices and changing them as we can. We um, now have safety devices on all our, all our needles. Most of our 
most of our IV needles. Sutures, unfortunately, there's not a safety device for, but we have a practice in our emergency, in our operating room, pardon me, that's called um, the safe basin. So anytime a suture is not being used, it's put into this basin rather than laid on this field or put somewhere where someone could accidentally stick themselves. It goes right into the safe basin and then so it's able to be used again. It remains sterile there. Now, Lourdes recently got a distinction for reducing the number of Sharps injuries that occur each year at your health system. Tell us about that and how did, it, how did that happen? Well, um, I was asked to fill out a survey, and I put my numbers in according to the size of our hospital, how many employees we have. And um, to my surprise and enjoyment, elatement, we um, are good. We, our numbers are good. We, it has to be that from our hard work and trying to encourage and teach and um, constantly reinforce force the fact that people have to use the devices, not only use the devices, but use them correctly. So there's education involved. You just you need to know how to use a safety device in order to make it um, to your benefit. Well, education's the key, isn't it, Peg? And as you guys are a teaching hospital, you're teaching new residents and interns these safety measures as well when you're going about that. So tell us, in addition to the education and training, give us some of the best practices that you're looking at, the four points of Lord's best practices to help reduce these types of injuries? Well, all new associates are um, informed about our devices when they're hired. Then when they're on their orientation process, it's constantly being reinforced there. Um, if associate is um, has a needle stick or body substance exposure, they go through counseling with me and we go over the device and how to use the device correctly. I have them tell me exactly what they do before I tell them the correct way. Sometimes people are using things incorrectly and they don't realize they're using them incorrectly. And any bad habit then becomes your habit. So then it's a matter of reinforcing and having them change their practice. So important. So wrap it up for us. What would you like other healthcare providers and listeners to even know about the fact that these types of injuries are an economic burden on the, the patient, the hospital, and the healthcare provider, that they take a toll, they can cause stress and anxiety, that there are safer devices, and, and reassure them of what you're doing at Lord's Health System to make that so. Well, we have incorporated the best practice that we possibly can as far as getting the newest devices in that are safety devices. We are constantly teaching our associates how to handle those devices, what to do if there is a needle stick, and to keep our patients safe. Um, that's the best I can say. And we're striving for zero. We're striving for no needle sticks. Um, we got We got to shoot high. You absolutely do. And thank you so much for coming on and explaining all of this to us because, you know, as patients, we don't often think of the risk that healthcare providers are putting themselves at to help us. And so this is really an incredible thing that you are doing, the initiative and the education. And thank you again for joining us on this podcast today. This is Lord's Health Talk. For more information, please visit lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.